This is the meeting after the meeting. None of our participants get paid, and we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. Enjoy the show. This should be fun. What's that? I was just saying, I don't, I, our guest, I don't know, I don't know too much, much about, about him. him. Yeah. Which makes it more. I mean, he spoke at this meeting, did a pretty good, good job, you know? We've, we've known him for a long time, just yeah. through AA. I know. He, never really attended the same meetings regularly. Well, I knew that he sponsored a guy named Lewis, and anybody yes. that sponsors Lewis has got to be a. <laughs> By the way, we, we tried, tried to get, to get Lewis, Lewis on, on yeah, but he's, this he day does he, not work. They said apparently he couldn't do it for yeah. personal reasons, but which is fine. Yeah. But he'd be great, too. He'd be great. We'd love to have him. So, but, yeah. How you doing? I'm looking forward to it. I'm good, man. How are you doing? We uh, we did a little did a little hot yoga today. We, so, <laughs> so Chris did his first hot yoga session today. Did well, we I did my first yoga. You did. That's right. Ever. Yoga in general. Just and happened. you were like, let's do hot yoga. And I was like, okay. And, it and was I like, wore pants. Yeah, and it was a, he wore some pants. Like I was sweats. like, he's going to be dying. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell you. We were walking into the, the, the place, and I was like, hey, this oh guy's wearing God. like sweatpants in here. It's probably going to get. And I was like, when we first got there, I was like, you know, it's all right. It's fine. But man, about 30 minutes in, dude. Start sticking. Ooh. Everything starts sticking. <laughs> Butt crack <It> hanging. <laughs> <laughs> we, it was, man, anyway, no, it, it felt was, good. It was good. It's good. Cause you know, I mean, we're, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting up there. I need to like stay mobile. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got these two young kids you running do. around. I don't even know. I know, how my, I know our guest relates. Yeah. You were talking about and that with him. Good yeah. Lord, man. They're not getting any slower. You no, know what I mean? Sure. They're just moving faster. I'm sure. So yeah, dude, God forbid, Jack asks you to play a little catch and you fucking daddy. <laughs> Daddy can't play no catch right now. <laughs> Man, <laughs> shut the fuck little help. up. Little help. Yeah, God forbid. No, but you're you're gonna be good. Get that shoulder loose. You'll be good. Exactly. I want to be able to do whatever. I mean, how's Jack now? Four. He's four. But he wants to skateboard, man. Well, I tell you, he I watch these skateboard. videos. These little five, six-year-old kids. Yeah, he wants to skating, and I'm like, dude, I'm gonna have to get back out there. Dude, do not do that. That would be really bad. <laughs> I'm about to get back out there. Hey, we should. Wow, we, one all night, those YouTube hey, videos one night you we should, me? We should so, show some clips from Chris's skate video. Yeah. Oh, we should, dude. Why not? Hey, jive, baby. <laughs> we should. We should. Uh, everybody just hate The original mixtape. At one point, I was good at something. <laughs> hey, I, I still think you're pretty good at doing AA, Chris. Right. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Let's get into it. This is the meeting after the meeting. Meeting. Episode 55. Mm. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. The meeting after the meeting is a podcast broadcast live on Zoom every Who are Wednesday you, by night. The way? Who are you? I'm John. Oh, did we skip that? Yeah, we skipped And that. I'm oh. Gabe. <laughs> Man, I'm just getting so comfortable in here. I'm not even hey, saying my name I'm anymore. I'm Chris. I'm Chris. John and Chris. And, and who are you? Who's Gabe. the producer? Gabe. I'm Gabe. Who's on one tonight, by the way? Seriously. Our, our, our guest was like, let's talk about your producer's <laughs> attitude. Dude. So he's like, I'm going to, he's like, I'm coming in hot on this podcast. Coming in I was hot. Like, what does that even mean? Gabe, what's going on? Seriously. Nothing much. What's going on? Nothing much. How was your week? Uh, good. I'm getting my wisdom teeth taken out. Mm, that's right. That's coming up. What are you like? That's fucking 10? Getting, go <laughs> to see like Dune. <laughs> no, dude, it's like, I think that's, I don't need to really tonsils. take them out, but it's, uh, <laughs> 
it's a, a precautionary thing. So. Precautionary. Yeah, so for sure. It's money for the orthodontist or whatever kind of doc. <laughs> sure, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine was the same way. When I had my wisdom teeth, Chris, you picked me up. Do you remember that? Yeah, you were fucked up. <laughs> Dude, my, my doctor, my dentist like, was like, the orthodontist was like, you don't really need to get him out, but it looks like you might have a cavity there one day. So you should just, you know, we'll take that one out. And then he was like, like, you look like yeah. a chipmunk. Yeah. <laughs> All that cotton Shit. in there. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and I was like, really at that point in my they, sobriety. Do they do gas? Is that what they do? No, they put you under. They put you under. Yeah. So, but I was at that yeah. point, I was like, I was, I was really like, worried general, about taking not, any painkillers, right? Like I was yeah. heavy, like hardcore, like I don't take anything and I tried to do it without anything. What do you mean? Like now you do? You do? Well, now I'm just not as like, like back then I would, I suffered, put the, I like suffered a lot to, to not. That's a, that's a, that's a whole topic right there. It Doctor is. prescribed. What, what do you do? Not you got to, it. You know what I mean? Loosen, I've loosened up a little bit, man. Yeah. I'm, I, you know. If I had to go through that again right now, I probably would have taken it for a day, another day. You know? Yeah. But, so. I mean, you know, if you're in that kind of pain, it's hard to heal properly. Yeah, I don't know. It was rough. Yeah. But anyway, so you're getting your wisdom teeth out, Gabe. Yeah, they're going to... Are you going to take painkillers? They're going to shoot me. I don't know about after the fact. Probably just some wow. strong Tylenol. But I know that during, you know what they give you in the, prison. They don't actually put you under. Eight hundred ibuprofen. Mm. Eight hundred milligram ibuprofen. That's right. You talked about. Oh, they got your tooth out, you little bitch. Here's some eight hundred milligram <laughs> ibuprofen. That is pretty funny. <laughs> you know. There you go. They use some pliers. Don't let don't let the jail door hit you. Did they the novocaine the it up or no? Not a little bit, like a couple little shots, like some Orajel. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take a little Rub it on your tooth. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. Just brush your teeth beforehand with a little Colgate. You'll it, be fine, buddy. It, it, it was. It was out of the, like dark ages. I felt like yeah. I was in like a dungeon and they were torturing me. That's what I felt like. Dude, think about how bad it was back in the day. Just to do anything. I mean, we let's not go down that road. All right, let yeah. me finish up we what digress. I was saying. Let, we let, digress. So, so the meeting after me is a podcast broadcast live on Zoom every Wednesday night. The audio is then put out on all streaming platforms. You can find us Everything. most people Spotify, Apple Music, places like that. I was yeah, hit, had somebody at the me the other Pod night. Podbean, 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 Amazon, Amazon, you name it. Google, so, Google, Apple. They know they're wa- they're listening, man. iHeartRadio. They, <laughs> they, they found us somewhere. Listening. Yeah, they're listening. They're, yeah, they're listening. Where, where, where are you? So where you never know. They might be listening with somebody else. What? Sure. They might be with <laughs> a friend. That's a good point. It's kind of weird. Who listens to podcasts with people? <laughs> like, shut up, shut up, shut up. He's saying <laughs> this is a good part of the podcast. Like, <laughs> shut up, like shut you're up. binging some Netflix, dude. Driving in the car. Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I do it. I do it. So, all right. Well, let's get to our guest. He's he's come all the way from. Yeah. Annapolis, Maryland. He said he listened to a few of the episodes, so we'll see. But I'm I'm excited to hear his story. He's been a longtime member. We've seen him around a long time. Mm-hmm. I know he's active. He he helps people, and yeah. uh, so we're excited to have him. We're Let's welcome have him. Joel B. from mm. Annapolis, Maryland. What's going on? What's up, Joel? They love you. How are you? How's it going? It's going great. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, for driving me. down on a miserable fucking Wednesday. Four ninety five in the traffic and oh. the rain. Oh. Happy it, to do it. Did everybody just hit the brakes? Happy to do it. That yeah, was fine. Yeah, traffic moved. <laughs> they did. Yeah, I took a phone call the whole time. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. And you just pull up and you're like, wow. But I you got here. But you have young kids, so sometimes when I get in the car for like a long drive, I'm like, oh, thank God, I get to sit down for a minute. Oh yeah, my old Subaru and the pouring rain, <laughs> trying to talk on the phone <laughs> in traffic on yeah, 495, yeah. way more relaxing. Yeah, with the kids. absolutely. <laughs> 
Dude, when I was new, when I was new, my second car, the first one only lasted like a month. But I only paid five. Was that the Maxima? No, no, no. Oh, did no. you have a Maxima or an Ultima? Was I had it? a Maxima. But before that, I, I had make a, those anymore, like a like a it was like a 1987 Volvo, and I had one of those. The the, the, the AC car. was broken, so when it I, would rain and I was driving to work, couldn't defog. There was no defog, so I was like, I can't fucking see shit, man. Yeah, I had yeah. to like put my head out the fucking window, <laughs> and basically to see where I was going at times. It was that bad. Joel, what about you? What kind of car did you have when you were newly sober? An 88 Dodge Colt. Nice. About a, half a, about a half a roll of duct tape on each door. <laughs> <laughs> we don't ever, we don't ever talk about that. Oh, yeah. cars, Actually, Nate, but if like I went the cars on a date, I, I would re-duct tape the doors on the just car, to, yeah, the yeah, inside, on, just baby. to make it look hold real on, nice, look, look, make it look smooth. Hold on. That you smooth that tape. The first three cars I had, there'd be a good side to the car. You ever have a car where there's a good side? You try to pull up on the good side. But listen, listen. Fewer scratches, the, but still scratches. The point of the story is, even though he duct taped his doors, he still had a date. <laughs> so I don't want to hear any fucking bullshit from these guys today, man. Some of these that's new actually, guys are just crying. That's you know what I mean? Actually, really funny. Nineteen. I've never even. Heard, that's the first I've ever heard anybody having that car. Oh yeah, you don't see a lot of. Do- yeah, I don't think anyone survived. Yeah, no. the Dodge Colt. Yeah, I don't even know. You don't know what it looks like. It's a hatchback. It was red though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe, what was your first sober car? Oh, it's a Tesla. <laughs> it's a different world. <laughs> hey, hey, it's a different world these days, right? It's a different world. You guys, that, they, they don't. Pain is legitimate. They it's don't. Legitimate. It's, it's, <laughs> That's legitimate. Hey, he's validated. Yeah, I don't even hey, know Gabe. Gonna it's validate. the second time. He's gonna he's gonna jump across his table he's in about twenty minutes. He's giving you that look. He's, he's giving, giving you that, that look. look. That's fine. We got a studio uh, a studio audience guest. What what was your first car, Justin? A Kia. Kia Rio. Yeah. Oh yeah. We were all struggle on the struggle bus. Yeah. I had a 1989 yeah. Volvo station wagon. <clears throat> yeah. With yeah. a crank sunroof and no AC. Oh yeah, definitely crank August. windows. Yeah. I was painting mm. in August outside, and I'd have to drive down GW Parkway in that thing with no AC. Mm. Talk about wanting to end your own life. Yeah. A Swedish tank with a four cylinder. <laughs> <in there. laughs> oh. <laughs> Terrible. Sometimes my car uh, charge gets really low. Yeah. Shut the game. fuck up. He's just like, <laughs> shut out here. Sometimes I can't use the auto drive on sometimes, the highway. Sometimes <laughs> to like actually steer. Sometimes uh, I, I can't get a spot that, at the I, rapid charger. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it happens sometimes. Dude. You'll, you'll, you'll plug it in and you re- come I, but, back look, and you realize it wasn't. Charged. I'm not hating. I bought my wife a, a Tesla. But I don't. But we have a charger at our house. I don't know how people own Teslas without chargers. I mean that that seems crazy to Gabe. me. But Gabe. that's a lot of work. No, I mean, not really. I feel like there's a lot of stress, dude. No. I mean, people pe- people be waiting in line to some of those like fast charging places, and they be. I mean, there's like fights. There's like yeah. a two minute walk to a charger I can use for like. And I installed one in my parents' house. We're totally off track here. We are. We've we've gone way beyond Joel's here, but it's great. But came down. No, it's, like, it's going to be fun. fine. We're we're about to get into some, yeah, some, let's get some into good AA. AA stuff here. Joel, why don't you mm. tell us, give us the, the stats. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, so I live in sunny and beautiful Annapolis, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, home group, Howard County Speakers, Tuesdays, 8 o'clock. Uh, sobriety date, June 6th of 95. Mm. Dave D., my sponsor. We had Dave D on the. He told me about that. The pod. He told me. Yeah. Yeah. He did a great job. He said, yeah. he, he, said he had fun. Yeah. He's yeah. awesome. He, yeah. he was, he was, he, he 
Felt fit right in it. here with us. So he's a great, he's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He really, he's been great. We're yeah. gonna get the whole. We're gonna get the whole line eventually. Oh there yeah. You go. Good. Yeah, you work cut out. For <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, so, so well, thanks for coming out. We, yeah. Why don't you just dive right into it, man? We like I said, I, I'm sure I've heard you speak somewhere, but I'd love to hear it again and tell us a little bit about your story. Sure, sure, happy to. I um, I'll try to tell a couple of stories. You know, I. Uh, I'm one of these guys who identify as an alcoholic, you know, now certainly it raged when I drank and even way, way before. I mean, I, I was a mess as a kid way before I ever, ever, you know, sniffed, a, sniffed my mom's wine or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll give you a story that kind of encapsulates who I was. So I, when I was, I was probably six years old, I've been telling this at meetings a little bit lately, I kind of like re-remembered it, but um my parents went away for a weekend. They left me with these old family friends. You know, I known them from the time I was born. Just as nicest salt of the earth people mm-hmm. you could ever imagine. The Hans, nice, good people. Yeah, yeah. I remember in Frederick, Maryland, and uh, I'm like six years old, and my and uh, you know it's like it's like the middle of the trip, and, and like I gotta go, like I gotta go. You know, you know sometimes you know you got to do a number two and you, mm. you maybe you wait a little little too long as mm. you know, as I did sometimes and yeah made. <laughs> Made a, made our, a little our bit. studio guest knows what that's about. <laughs> made a little bit of a mess, you know, maybe like, you know, the yoga, you know, I don't know. I don't yeah, know what's yeah, going yeah. on there. <laughs> you know, and I, and I, you know, my little, my little self, I go, you know, I go in the bathroom and there's this mess and I don't know what to do. Mm. So I just, I just, I take my underwear and I just throw them in the trash can under the mm. sink. Mm. Yeah. Move on with my business, go on the rest of the weekend. You know, I'm just like afraid out of my mind. And, uh, and, and the weekend ends and I go home and, and Miss Han calls my mom like a couple of days later. You know, she's found these these underwear. She's yeah, like yeah. all concerned sure. and like talking to my mom. Like, mm, is something mm, wrong? Is mm. everything okay with Joel? My mom comes over. You know, she's she's like Joel. Just want to make sure everything's okay. Mrs. Han found your underwear, and I and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Those are, those are those are my you know my six year old Hanes. Those aren't my shitty drawers. It's not mom. me. Not my shitty drawers. I don't know what. I, it's not mine. And my mom's like, Joe, Joe, your name is written on the, yeah. the underwear. I don't, it's on the tag. And I'm like, it's on the tag. And I just I'm like, no, like not me, not me, not mine. Already lying. So, Already lying. There it is. You know, I just you know, and 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 that's you know to me funny, but but it's. Uh, and I really did carry it. Like there was something deep down and wrong with me that was off. And I felt like I had a need to hide it. And, yeah. and I, know, I know that stuff's normal for, I know, you know, every kid probably goes through something like that, but I mean, I, that was me. That was me well into adulthood. You know, yeah. that was me. I mean, frankly, way into sobriety. But yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I thought about me a lot, really, really often. Mm. You know, I, I kind of like I matured early as a kid. I was just contemplating the war, you know, life and the meaning of everything at a really, really young age and just just grinding. You know, I just had a terrible time sleeping, all kinds of fears as a kid. And uh, and when I discovered the drink, it was just like I mean, I felt like I'd come home. You know, I was focused on it. I f- absolutely fell he- head over heels in love with the drink. Life changing. Totally life changing. Now, were you a good student? Did you have a no. lot of friends? Did God, you no. did you did you have sports? Did you have anything? What? I, you know, I, I had enough friends, I had enough things I was interested yeah. in. And, you know, it's, it's like my focus prior to discovering the drink. Yeah. You know, I love to fish and do kid stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. vandalize cars and sure, sneak sure. out You're and already. throw eggs at cars. And, and, and why do you say discovered? What does that word mean to you? I mean, I felt, it felt like I found something, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I, I really felt, I mean, I, it, it almost made me, I remember being mad as a kid, because I was like 11, 12 years old when I seriously started drinking. Mm-hmm. And I remember being mad at people. I'm like, 
like mom and dad, you know, this stuff exists. Why don't you drink all the time and <laughs> yeah. just chill out? Yeah. Like, this is awesome. It was, it was powerful. It was consistent. It worked every time it gave me, it gave me a freedom. I mean, I never thought in these terms, but it, it just let me be comfortable. Right. Hindsight you know, looking back. Yeah. Now I think about it, it's like the here and now, right. You know, you know, in life I try to, you know, appreciate the moment, you know, be in the moment, be in this moment, you know, just appreciate like this moment right now, there's this beautiful mm-hmm. moment yeah. we're having right here and just be able to be present and appreciate that. And that is not an innate ability for me. You know I mean, I, I, and I love that word discovery because with what I think about discoveries when I was new and people would say that, I'd be like discovered. I mean, it's right there in the fucking on the shelf, you know, yeah. it's not a discovery. But then I understood because discoveries are like the theory of relativity, Newton's law of gravity. But the way what alcohol did for us was more life-changing in ways than any of those things. Mm. I mean, it changed my whole yep. perception of life. Totally. From the ground up, you know what I mean? Every yeah. fiber of it in an instant. So so you 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 make this discovery as as we we all three I relate to that I love that word too. You you make this discovery now do you completely change your life at that point or does it is it a slow kind of burn? You know, to the best of my 11, 12, 13 year olds, it probably got better a little bit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was minded. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. I, I had some of the best times. In yeah. my, I mean, I've lived a charmed, you know, by this right. point in my life, I'm just spoiled rotten. I mean, that is some of the best times of my right. life, you know, getting drunk in middle school. Yeah. I mean, straight yeah. up, like mm. discovering drugs as well and, you yeah. know, running around. I mean, I was a thief free. until I discovered alcohol and then I stopped stealing. I was like, eh, that's, a lot, need of, to- that's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> and risky, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I can just sit in my bedroom and drink. <laughs> yep. I discovered that too. I don't need friends. Right. <laughs> I don't need, it doesn't need to be Friday night. It could be Tuesday morning. Yeah, Tuesday yeah. morning. Let's, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it became like a friend for me. You yeah. know, it was like a reliable friend. You know, everything else I had to say the right thing or be the right way or, you know, perform in some way. It was just a lot of pressure, a lot of noise, a lot of variables. But, you know, you get me in the drink. That's all I needed. Yeah. You, needed. you know, it was there for That's me. That's it. It's just there for me. Everything else is just a sideshow. Did, did the consequence, so, so were you one of these kids who was already on your parents' radar? Like something's a little off with oh, Joel. Oh, yeah. So oh, I was fine. By the time the you started drinking, it probably oh, wasn't yeah. surprising. How, it was like, how yeah. old were you when you started drinking? Like 11. You were 11. So you I mean, were it was young. Real, it was real. Young. Every chance I could yeah. possibly come up with by the time I was 12, yeah. I was getting drunk. Shoulder yeah. tapping. Oh yeah, drinking you know, over at friends' get, houses, getting the getting the bomb to buy you the <laughs> six, twelve, four, yeah, yeah, twenty-four yeah. pack at the liquor store. Friends with parents who have nice liquor cabinets. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, now, did you just drink anything you could get your hands on? Did you have a favorite? Oh, yeah. Did you have a favorite? Oh, who, the stronger the better. Yeah, you know, like get the canteen <laughs> yeah. and just take you know take a half inch of this, a half yeah, inch yeah, of yeah. that. You know, you accidentally throw a little creme de menthe in there oh. or something oh. like that. You know? oh. That was my drinking. That was my drinking yeah. for the first couple of years. Whatever you can get. Anything I could get. The stronger, the better. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you, uh, so did, did you start getting in trouble in class? Were you? A little bit. I felt like I was a little James Bond for a couple of years. Yeah. I got away with it for a couple, you know, I mean, this is my experience. When I was in middle school, they just didn't expect, you know, like they didn't even call home and we'd, yeah. we'd, we'd cut school and yeah. get drunk all day. I mean, we got away with you know, not literally murder, but you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of thievery, a lot of bastardy, a lot <laughs> yeah, of, you yeah, know, yeah. you were in middle school in the nineties. Yeah. It was a little different back in then. In the early nineties. Right, yeah. It was. I, lo- I loved it. <laughs> yeah. There were no emails going home or text messages. You know, I don't know what they have kids. I mean, oh, not yeah. a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah. They call the house and if no one was there, like, what are they going to do? No one's there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no texting or emailing anybody. Yeah, no, yeah. It was like, 
We have a report right. card came home, this paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just get the mail? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could literally wait for the mail. Yeah. A little intercept. Yeah. D to a B. It's a different world today. Now they log into their portal, the parents. Like, oh, log yeah. Log into my student's mm-hmm. portal. Yep. Yeah, all that shit. That's scary. Yep. Tracking people. Uh, That's yeah. the craziest. We got friends today yeah, who tracking. are like, who like, I was hanging out with somebody and they were like, hold on a second. I need to call my daughter. She's in a car going like 70 miles an hour. I was like, how did you know that? Well, I've got tracking. What Whoever's driving fuck? that car is driving too fast. I was like, Damn. Shit, 70 mm. miles. It's not that fast. I mean, like, I don't know. It's just, if you're on the beltway, I, get a 35, I think it was a hundred. I don't know, man. I'm just, you know, oh, okay. I just said a number, but it was fast. That's fast. So, fast enough. They called. So Joe, you got sober kind of young, right? I did. You got, I'm assuming, because I'm like, there's no way, yeah, you yeah. couldn't have, if you, yeah. from what you told me, so you were 16, so you get into high school, and you start, it just, I'm assuming it gets a lot Collapses. worse. Yeah, it got, yeah. It got, yeah, I was <laughs> 14, my first rehab, yeah, yeah. my first rehab slash mental hospital, Shepherd Pratt up in Towson, love that place. And, you are uh, already ruining That was a break. Oh, yeah, it was 14, Shepherd Pratt, the, 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 it's not looking good. It was a mess. <laughs> I mean, it really was. You know, by the time I got into high school, I was just a, I just a depressed, wanting to hurt myself, t- you know, uh, not unable to, unable to be a friend, unable to connect with my buddies. You know, I, I had this really embarrassing thing happen to me when I was, I guess, 14, 15. And I was like, I was high and drunk and my parents caught me with some stuff for like, like the third time in like mm. two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have the answers. I didn't have a story locked and loaded for yeah, how just it was. Like, oh, it was this one time. It was, oh, you caught it's not me. mine. One time I did it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm holding, holding this for, for, my, for my friend. <laughs> yeah, like there were. I just had none of that. Yeah, and I unloaded the truth. <sighs> I gave my parents Never like good. no, it was terrible. Yeah. I gave my parents like 20 <clears throat> minutes of truth about what I did with my life and where I did it, and mm. I, and my mom <laughs> was just like my mom never went to like <laughs> Al-Anon. She was just like Rambo. Yeah. She's like, I'm calling all the friends. I'm getting everybody, all the friends' moms. Oh, wow. And like it ended my little circle <laughs> of social life, like my little buddies and everything. Like I was a narc. Yeah. I was, it, it ended yeah. all of my pulled, social Pulled life. his ass up on Rico charges. Oh, yeah. It was, Damn. it was bad. Damn. It was bad. The middle school and I went to rehab. The minute the I started school saying Rico all those charges. Things, oh, yeah. They're sending me to rehab and then I'm in the outpatient <laughs> and the, and the urinalysis and the and the therapist and all this noise. Yeah. And none of your friends want to talk to you anyway. Now they don't want to talk to me. It's a mess. And then yeah. and now it's like, you know, from then forward, my my drinking was just depression, mm. mess. Drinking and, to preserve your sanity. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and then not long after that, I was forced to my first twelve step meeting, you know, against my will. My mom threw what me, age? Uh fifteen. Okay. Fifteen NA. Wow. Uh yeah. Shepherd Pratt, Tuesday night. What did you, so this is actually great. So at 15 years old, and a lot of people always say, oh, I could have never did that. Or what's it like getting sober that young? How, how did you feel at 15 going to an, um, a meeting like that? Depressed and lost like I ever did. Man, how day you, in my how life. the fuck do you, are you supposed to feel? I mean, well, yeah. well, I'm just wondering. You got to feel like your life you, is over. Did yeah. you hear, could you, was it all relating out where like there's no way or where you just didn't even give a shit? Here's the thing. No, my first meeting, I remember, I remember distinctly that day, that night. Uh, and I, I related in, mm. you know, there was, the, when I got, at least in my area, when I got sober, uh, AA in my area, there was no, I mean, 30 was a young whippersnapper when yeah. I first started coming around. 
even in 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 narcotics and see that's when I got so it was yeah. I was a young there was whippersnapper <laughs> no young there were whippersnappers no <laughs> not around here you weren't <laughs> we were all whippersnappers <laughs> once <laughs> not around here yeah yeah Dell. Yeah. And I mean, it, I was on the outside. I mean, this is what's one of the things that's so wonderful about the fellowships, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous and, you know, the ability to relate. I mean, th- there was nobody in that room probably younger than maybe their very late 20s. Mm-hmm. I was 15 mm-hmm. and they welcomed me. You know, the, the people that really helped me didn't do the pinch. Th- I mean, I, sometimes right. people literally pinch the cheek. You have your whole life ahead of you. If I could only yeah. get, you know, yeah. get sober yeah. now. Spilled more that. booze than you drank. That's not that. helpful. But most yeah. people just, they treated me like I was one of them, That's you good. know. And I could sit there and I could listen. It was possible. You know, when I when I went to the the lectures, when I went to, to the group therapy, when I went to the psychologists and psychiatrists and all those, all those people, they had great advice for me. I mean, they could have you know, manage my life a whole lot better mm-hmm. than, I, than I could have, but I just couldn't listen to it. Yeah. I just could not listen to what they, they had. no cre- credibility. Yeah. I could, I could yeah. pretend to listen, but I was just, it, yeah, just absolutely. Talk about that. What was it like, you know, the, and we, we hear that a lot. What is the difference between hearing it from a psychologist or psychiatrist yeah. to, to that first meeting you're at where you're listening to someone that's properly armed yeah. with the facts? Yeah. It's all, it's like an, it's almost magical. It's innate. Like I just, I can listen, you know, like, you know, like you open the podcast talking about, you know, I'm not getting paid. I mean, we have to talk about it that after the meeting a little bit. But you know, <laughs> we're not. But yeah, but yeah, just this no, idea. Trust that this, me, this isn't making like, any money. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is this person? They're sitting up there. You know, your mind yeah. says, "Why are they doing this? Like, they're yeah, not paid. Yeah, yeah. They're just awkwardly talking about their own experience right, right. for for what? For, for why? fun and for free. And yeah. Like, yeah, like you, you can't say, believe it. Credibility. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely credibility. Yeah. And I could relate to the feelings. I mean, this it was a woman. <laughs> who's way older than me. And, you know, when I got sober, everyone's talking about wrecking Camaros and like, <laughs> you know, like my second my ex-wife, this and that. <laughs> oh yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> but it's almost oh, like a prerequisite to get sober. You would have had to wrap at least one Camaro Camar- around a tree or two or three. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Not telephone oh, poles. And trees. now there are people listening to this. They're like, Camaro? What's oh, a Camaro? Gabe, do you know what a Camaro is? Yeah. Is that he a does. package for your Tesla? Is that a, is that an upgrade? <laughs> the Camaro, <laughs> the Camaro package. Oh, you know, give Elon time; he'll figure it out. Indeed. <laughs> so you okay? So you're uh, you're you go to treatment? No, but I, on that yeah. point, on that point about the credibility, it's it's almost like as soon as when people, all those people that you mentioned, therapists, lawyers, doctors, you know, counselors. As soon as they said, why don't you just try to stop drinking? I knew they didn't understand. Mm, Why would you tell me to stop doing the one thing that fixes me? You know what I mean? The one solution that I have. And I I didn't even really, I couldn't even like, I didn't have those words. I didn't even understand what alcoholism was. But it's like, I just knew they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah. You know, and and people in AA never asked me to stop drinking. (laughs) They just told me about themselves and their story. Yeah. Just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you get out of treatment and I'm, from the math I'm doing, you did not get sober when you no. got out of treatment. You were not. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I kept, I, yeah, More I kept research. in my, just my miserable Another break into your years. house and get into your medicine cabinet but what, itself. So, yeah. so you related in this meeting and, and you got a lot out of it, yet you leave and you just weren't ready? Wasn't ready. I mean, I had another six, about six months, almost exactly six more months of drinking after that. 
you know, all under just the close eye of like my parents and it's the worst the outpatient, oh. you know, going out outpatient two, three nights a week mm-hmm. and getting piss tested and going to therapists and <sighs> this whole lockdown, this whole lockdown, yeah. everything. I mean, it was just uh, scraping everything. bowls, scraping oh, bowls. So, oh yeah. Magnifying class looking for like the shake I dropped like two weeks ago <laughs> when I had some weed. Oh, just a mess. You know, getting like Tylenol fours and eating 30 of them. Like yes. just the worst highs. I don't worry world. about your liver. You're young. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. Terrible. I used to smoke cereal that I found on the carpet. Like, no, that? that wasn't crack. That's not crack. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Cheerio. Yeah. It's a kick. It's yeah. part yeah. of the kick. Yeah. But little by little, like I tried. I mean, that was what I yeah. did in that in those six months. And honestly, is I, I was trying. You know, it was the right. first time. So did you go to more meetings? I went, yeah. You're I was going. forced to go okay. to meetings. I went to meetings. I related in. I, I made... You know, I don't know if I'd made friends in that period of time, but I talked to people. I got it. You know, people gave me advice. I tried to manage this thing, but without being honest, you know, without being honest to myself, without being honest to people around me, you know, the fake sober yeah. dates and right. I get caught and then yeah. the sober, the fake sober dates last Wednesday, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but I'm high right now. Having I'm drunk right the now. Day you told, like, what date did I tell this person? That, yeah. This therapist yeah, yeah. thinks it's that date. The yeah. group thinks it's this. My mm. parents know it's yeah, three days yeah, yeah. after that other time. Like it's, it's it was a mess. It really was a mess. And then, and then finally I got this, this thing, you know, at the time wouldn't have thought about it this way, but you know, grace of God, you know, this power that was greater than me, greater than all these human powers Mm -hmm. that had been trying so long to help me. I, you know, I just, I really feel like I was like struck sober, you know, Mm -hmm. it was grace because it was unearned. You know, you look at the way I was treating other people, treating myself, there was nothing about the way I was living in this life that had me earned. The circumstances hadn't changed a bit. I get that. I get that. And I went to another, I went to a detox and, and, and that was June 6th of 95. You know, you know, I was, I was drunk and in and out of a blackout mm-hmm. and emergency room, all right. that, all that noise leading yeah. up to it and went to, a, went to a detox for a few days. It's so, crazy, dude. It, I love it, that. So, so talk about this. Cause I think if you're out there and you're listening and you're, you're new to the program or you're not sure if you even want to join the program and you're young, Talk about what that what that was like getting sober at that age, because that's not very common. You know, there are, I'm sure you've met a lot of people over the years that have, but for yeah. the most part, that's not that common. Right. You're still, still not in that high common. school. Yeah, I was. I, mean, I was. It was right at the end of my sophomore year in high school. Yeah. So right. I wasn't even like late high school. Yeah. You were still in the thick of it, and yeah. everybody around you. I mean, the thought of getting sober because you've destroyed your life is like it's not really. Many people probably that you're that are relating to that story in high school, right. you know. And so, what do you do? How does that it, look? Honestly, as I look back, it's it's memory lane, and it was it's one. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was absolutely a wonderful time in my so life. So you dove into. The I program. was so so pained up going into that. It had been a year and a half at that point since I'd had any real friend in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, live with my parents. It's before cell phones. I'm not answering the phone. It's never mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. You know, I, I had people that I could like give money to and get something or mm-hmm. I could give pills to and get something. I had some of that transactional stuff, but I yeah. was just depressed. You, you didn't have lonely. a pager? Yeah, I didn't have a pager Yeah, they had pagers. They, right. they did. I got one a couple of years later. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, probably yeah. like 18 months over. Yeah. I got my first speed pager. It was great. Did, do you think like when you were, because I got sober obviously after pagers, but did you like page your sponsor when you want to talk to him? Was that like a thing? Yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing. That was a thing. That's crazy. That's crazy. You get a page like, I call this guy. You asked what it was like and it was, you know, it was I'd, type I'd, out help. 
help. <laughs> exactly. Right. The nine one one. Were you guys listening to like Nirvana, like the offspring and like Nirvana? Yeah, a lot of, and a like, lot of Nirvana. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grunge. And it, it was grunge, oh, not yeah. Pearl grunge. Jam. Like, what? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Daughter. Okay, Daughter. Great song. <laughs> so, okay. So, I was selling a lot of ecstasy when you got sober. Mm. Yeah. 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 I was trying to get ecstasy and probably eating, you know, getting ripped off. And eating, like, you know, getting, like, it wasn't ecstasy. So, okay. So you, you, you get sober, you jump in and you yeah. realize like there's another opportunity for you to have a life. Yeah. yeah. And people just bent over backwards. You know, that's yeah. one thing, you know, my recovery, what that's looked like, what program I've been involved with, you know, the way I've approached recovery and my experiences have, have varied drastically. But one constant is at every phase of my recovery, there have been people who are willing to just absolutely bend over backwards to make available to me what was available. Now, do you think that that's because of the area you lived in, that that you lived in this sort of pocket of enthusiasm? Or do you think that's generally would have been your experience if you had gotten sober in AA anywhere? Probably anywhere. You think? Probably. I I don't know. I mean, in my travels... You know, whenever I've I've taken on myself to go to a meeting, I mean, there are people there. You know, particularly if you raise your hand, you let people know you're suffering, right. you're in need. Right. Some, you know, most people shuffle out and you know forget you even yeah. said something, but somebody comes up. Were you able to find some other young people when you got sober? No, no, they, they, no. Oh no, they weren't. They didn't exist. It was probably a solid five years or so before. You know, connected. my sponsor was like 35 and, and that was, and he was relatively young. Yeah. yeah. You know, you talk about what it was like and it was. Where'd you get sober? In Towson. In Towson. So okay. I was in Towson, Maryland. I'd go to high school. Hmm. I'd, go, I'd go to the gym because that was huge. I had to go to the gym <laughs> and then I'd go, I'd take a nap. Yeah. And then my mom, because I didn't have a car, I didn't yeah. have a driver's license. I didn't have any money. I didn't have anything. And my mom would drop me off at, at the, the local NA meeting. Okay. Yeah. Seven yeah. nights a week. Wow. And then I'd get dropped off at 11, 12, 2 in the mm-hmm. morning, and I'd hang out with these Just 30, 30 40, 50 NA. So you were going to NA meetings. First three and a half yeah. years. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because that's probably what was going on up there. So you, you made a it's, switch. It's what the fellowship. therapist told my mom to take me to because yeah. I like drugs, too. I mean, that, I was, mean, that was really kind of that simple. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the the switch? Yeah. How that occurred? I met a guy. Okay. So so a good friend of mine, this guy, this guy Bruce. Okay. God, uh, you know, may, may his soul rest in peace. Good guy. Uh-huh. Um, we were really good friends. And he's like, hey, I met this, I met this guy. You got to talk to him. He's so amazing. And, you know, even mm-hmm. he was from, from AA. And, uh, and Bruce takes me over to his house in Hamden. And this is like, I don't know, 11 o'clock on like some random Tuesday mm-hmm. night. And then Bruce passes out high on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hey, hey, Edgar. Yeah. And this guy. <laughs> so awkward. I would and, have been so pissed. And this guy, I, I, he just, we just started talking. And yeah. next thing you know, it was three in the morning. Yeah. And he talked to me about AA and AA history and something. It was just, there was some, there was substance there, you know, mm-hmm. and there was a spiritual aspect to it, which I'd been lacking. Yeah. And he took me to local meetings and I didn't, honestly, I didn't, I didn't even much look back. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It's kind of how every change in my recovery has been, right? It's like I met a guy, yeah. right? Or some yeah. person was like, Hey, yeah, like I found something, mm-hmm. you know, I found yeah. a new path to God. I found there's this group that I've been going to yeah. come check it out, you know? Yeah. And I follow. Wow. I mean, I think a lot of our stories are like that when, I mean, you can point to like, you know, I know for John, it's the same thing, three or four guys that, you know, 
you wouldn't be here had it not been for those dudes. And seconds you know? and inches. Seconds and inches. You know, that guy called your you know, that guy called you up, passed out on the couch and you meet this guy. It's the same I know for you it was your sponsor happening to be yeah. coming through the well, Nelson, pre-release center. Nelson Rube. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then meeting my sponsor there, yeah. For me running into my old friend Jimmy in the mall one day. In the day, mall. Just if I hadn't run into yeah. him, that I was wouldn't it. be here. Right. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. So well We'll talk. Let's talk a little bit more about it through our topic we're going to get into tonight. It says practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. Well, that's the newcomer tip, right? It works when other activities fail. So I know we talked a little bit about it kind of in the beginning and and how one alcoholic talking to another alcoholic is a different experience than a psychologist or a, you know, or a psychiatrist or a judge or a parent or somebody who's not in AA. And I think that once we get into AA, or at least when I got into AA, one of the big things that was presented to me over time was that you need to give this thing away. You have Mm -hmm. to, you can't just selfishly get, take, 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 and get all these gifts and then not give it away or else you're not you're probably not going to stay sober. Right. You're, you know, and so what the book says, and this is from working with others, which is on on page 89, it says that practical experience shows that nothing really helps us stay sober, like intensive work with other alcoholics. What would you say, Joel, was your experience when you got in? How, how quickly did this get brought up to you? And what, what was your findings with this? I had a little bit of a long path to this and we don't have time to get into all of it, but I was, I was nine years sober, suffering desperately on the inside, spiritually, just empty, lost, you know, as pained up as I could be and, and found the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous in a way I never had, you know, went through the 12 steps, had a spiritual awakening, you know, did amends in a way I never had and was really walked through these steps in a simple way that was, you know, outlined in our big book. Well, tell me, okay, yeah. hold on. Maybe we don't have time to go through all of it, but yeah. this is interesting to yeah. me yeah. because yeah. I think let's, let's there may be somebody, that. well, there may be somebody listening who's thinking, you know what? I didn't do the steps right, or I don't feel that good. And I just, I'm screwed. Nothing can get better from here. I've already done this. Sounds like that's not true. Sounds like you can at any point have find something. New. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and I've had and that you happen. Had, a you had done the steps already. I'd, I'd been, I'd been, th- you know, through the steps, right. you know, air quotes, okay. but with four sponsors prior to mm-hmm. that yeah. and had not had a spiritual, you know, I, I had an intellectual attempt at an experience with God and, and missed it, you yeah. know, and this guy just, you know, he just had this huge heart. He was ridiculously way over the top active and working with other people mm-hmm. and just had this packaged approach to taking people through the 12 steps that was, that was fast and just spot on. Yeah. And and maybe you were directly out of the big book. <laughs> maybe you were open to it too. I was. You know what I mean? Well, that's I was. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe it's a good point. A I was thinking both. That. You know were you I mean? ready? Totally. You know, it's like the whole totally. when the, when desperate. the student is ready, the teacher, teacher will appears, appear. Kind exactly. of exactly. He told me the night I met him. He said something. and He was really specific with the words. He said, "These, these, these. You know, the twelve steps had given him an experience with spiritual principles. And if I was an alcoholic and suffered the way that he suffered, he promised if I did it to my to the best of my ability, it would work for me as well. Yeah. And then he said, if I'm interested, he had directions that he could give me. And I was just like, I am home. 
Yeah. You know, he wasn't trying to take me to coffee and like relate mm-hmm. to the way we drank or, mm-hmm. the, you know, let's talk about the struggles we've had with God. He's like, I've got some simple instructions that I can give to I you. Like, like that. I like, like that. making a cake. And yeah, it was yeah. like, I was ready for that. I'm just like, mouth is closed. Feet right. are ready to move. Cause it's, it's not the yeah. sponsor. I know that, you yeah. know what I mean? Cause I, I look at these guys and I'm like, they either get it or they don't, but it's got really little to do with me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, I can put the instructions in front of them. You know, whether or not they take them or when they take them, they have that experience. I mean, I can't do anything about it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So talk about that. You were in a tough spot. Yeah. Sounds like some things in life weren't going well. You're maybe feeling down and, and you do this and you have this experience. What happened? Profound change. It was as if everything in my whole life from that moment forward and even backwards had changed. My whole perspective on my childhood, my perspective on my like relatives, all this stuff from like my childhood that I was carrying as a weight, you know, like yeah. who my grandfather, like crazy stuff like that. My whole perspective just changed. I mean, it sounds really like, was a spiritual like a spiritual experience. Pair of glasses. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was wacky. I mean, I'm a guy that yeah. like judges religious yeah. people yeah. and like, yeah. oh, look at this church guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Mormon kids. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I remember I was like, you know, six months into doing this deal and I'm like up in Reading, Pennsylvania, like, you know, being asked to speak mm-hmm. somewhere. And I literally see a couple of like, you know, Mormon like missionaries, you know, kids. And I'm like, I'm doing the same thing. These kids, I I understand exactly (laughs) what they're doing. Yeah. Like I'm on a mission from God driving two hours away to try to carry a message of God. And, and it's, I mean, it's like what this passage is about. Like when, and, and Krista, what you said about, you know, they can do what they want with the message. I have no idea if I was helpful to anybody like in that, at that meeting or, Mm. you know, you talk to somebody, you try to give them directions, you try to help them. Who knows if they get helped or they pick it up, that's up to them and they're, you know, and, and, and God, you know, as well. But like, I get free. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to get controversial free. here for a little bit oh, because, oh boy. <laughs> I, and I, there are people in AA. Market game. No. There are people in AA. <laughs> Forty minutes. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You had that spiritual experience and I had that too. I know John had it too. I know a lot of people have had it. How can you not want to give that totally. away? Totally. If, if, if that has happened to you, it was, I had no, it was like a compulsion. I had to like share it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even like a struggle. It's like, I know people in AA don't fucking help a goddamn person, right. not a single person. And I'm not talking about for a couple months. I mean, years, right. dude, fucking years and years and years. And do you think, what is your opinion on that? First of all, do you think they just haven't had that spiritual experience? Maybe they should go through the steps again? Because if you had it, how could you not deliver on it? Well, this makes me think of, there's, there's a speaker, he passed away, this guy Keith L., who in a weekend retreat said once uh, that when he's talking to the many sponsors in this situation, right, where they're, where they're not doing it, where they're not, they're not getting off their ass and helping somebody else, he doesn't ever try to argue or push them to do it. Yeah. He helps them to understand just how special the gift they have really is. Mm-hmm. I'm like that really, when he said that one, that hit, cause it's like, Oh, I need to like get off these guys. Like, you know what I mean? yeah, but maybe yeah, they but, don't think it's that special if they haven't had that but, spiritual experience. I, I do agree. And it, it is a little abrasive to say, it, but I totally <laughs> agree. Totally agree. It's all if, right. If, I'm known for this. If, if I think part of, and it's cheesy to say it, but, yeah. but what happens with this spiritual awakening is just that love in your heart just explodes. Dude, yeah. Like it's, it's getting in touch with that, with that thing deep yeah. down inside of you. You just love people. You know, you just love your family. All of a sudden you love your coworkers. You love to tell her at the bank. You love people. There's just all this love and it is a natural 
thing to just want to help and want to connect. You, you feel compelled. You feel totally. compelled. Totally. That's the thing. It can be scary. And I think people yeah. need some help. And I was, I'm not naturally a person that yeah. goes up to strangers after a meeting and starts Yeah, you want to rein it in a little bit. Yeah, you don't want to go too crazy. But you, <laughs> but you have to. I mean, how many, I put myself in yeah. so many awkward yeah. positions. You know, you find that, that person that looks like they're suffering yeah. and is awkwardly standing there when the meeting ends rather than talk to the friends and go up and say, Hey, what's 100%. up? 100%. And then you yes. ask them a weird question. Like, so what's, you know, not how long are you sober, but like, <laughs> so you praying? <laughs> you got a relationship with God, bro? I'm glad nobody end. approached me like that. Yeah. So, so might be the first person to ever ask him that. Yeah. Let's talk about this because I think this is also important. It says here, the last part of what we read says it works when other activities fail and it's yeah. relating that to, you know, staying sober. Right. Talk yeah. about how, you know, life still happens, man. Like li oh, life yeah. still happens. I'm still crazy. I was thinking about, I was, I think I was saying this to you earlier. I was yeah. like, I know Joel, you've been sober, you know, almost 30 years now. It's like, I know you're like Chris and I, man, like I wouldn't be here yeah. if I was, wasn't still yeah. fucked up. Right. right. Like yeah, you're, I, I'm you're, just, you're wrong just enough to keep you here. Like there's yep. something messed up with me enough <laughs> to where I'm still, you know, you're still yeah, driving yeah. from Annapolis to Kensington oh, and walking in a dark back basement yeah. door I need because it. you need, right. I need so it. let's talk about that. Talk about yep. what it is that, you know, this has kept us from drinking too, yeah. you know? You know, I think to some extent it's a magic I don't understand, right? It's like, you know, it works. It really does. Like, why? I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. You know, but, but Pat, you know, like the reverse vampire thing, trying to pass this thing on to other people. Yeah. It brings me close to God. Every time I walk through these 12 steps with somebody else, I'm going to, I'm yeah. remembering, you know, you for go. me, it was a spiritual awakening to do my fifth step with my sponsor, but then go out and hear five others. Mm -hmm. And then you realize like, oh, <clears throat> it's all the same yeah. shit. I'm yeah. really not unique. You yeah. know that? That has been magical. And then I'll, and then to the point about life gets busy and all sorts of crazy stuff happens, like, I don't know how I would have stayed sober and happy and had the life I've been able to have without being having the gift of all these men that I oh get to be God. part of their lives. Like, they rein me in. I mean, how many days have I been busy with work or busy with family? And my design for that day is for no AA. Like, yeah. I'm going to do my morning prayers, <laughs> and I'm just busy, no AA. But then I get a text message, yeah. and yeah. I get a call, yeah. and somebody's struggling. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, I've had three conversations with guys, and it ends up being some of the most meaningful stuff that's happened to me all day, exactly. and I'm brought in. Exactly. You know? and, that, and I feel for people that don't have that connection, right? That you don't have those, you know, those tentacles of, mm -hmm. of people needing our help to bring us in and keep me, keep me grounded. Helping yeah. others is one of the things that increases the transmission with my higher power. It it yeah. it makes I, it turns well, I would, up. I would the argue that it is that. the it is the transmission. Right. It, it is well, it is, but it's definitely the thing out of all the yeah. stuff I do that turns the volume right. up more right. and gets yep. it so I can hear oh, God and, and feel. It puts God. you right in the middle. Yeah, you know, it's like I've got you know we're talking about kids and I've got I got a three year old and one year old and my my little boy Finn. You know, he's, he's like the light of my life right now. You know, it can be hard, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you know, one of the things I love these days is being around him and my dad, you know, my mom, of course, too, mm -hmm. but there's something special mm -hmm. when I'm with my dad and me and my mm -hmm. boy, yeah. and I'm literally right in the middle. Right. Yeah. And isn't God that same, it's the same thing, right? When, you know, God's that father and, you know, you know, he doesn't have any grandkids, mm -hmm. but to some extent it's, you know, when we get to sponsor people or even just, even if it's a five minute conversation, yeah. we're being real with the attempt to try to be of love and service and nudge somebody a little closer. It puts me right in the middle. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Family of choice. Yeah. Yeah. And the family of chance. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next part of our show here. 
we're going to get into here. the this newcomer tip of the week. This episode, we could go another half I know. Hour. We haven't even really... I, I, I already decided we were going to go long when, when, when we started talking. We're going to go a little bit long here. We're going to go a little long. Um, all right. So we, we're doing, if uh, you've been listening the past couple of weeks, we're, we're doing the, the, we call them promises or, you know, call them what you want. There's some, some, just some things in the book in each step that kind of, I would call them promises. So I'm going to read one of them here. It says, as we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. And this is for step three. And basically what we're trying to do here is if you're new to the program, welcome. And we want to kind of put ourselves in in the shoes of a newcomer who's looking at step three and maybe wondering what this is like. Um, and I think this is a good one. I, I, when I got here, I read this, this is in how it works. And, and I was like, what are they talking about? As I felt new power flow in like that didn't, that literally sound like some hocus pocus bullshit. I, mean, I, I definitely <laughs> didn't feel that way when I was ready for step three, you know, it just was like, as we became conscious of his presence, I was like, all right, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Like what maybe is- after my ninth step amends. 100%. No, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And so it's, I think that's a good point. It's a little out of reach for me. We began to <laughs> lose our fear honest. of today, tomorrow, yeah. or the here. What the hell is the hereafter? I don't even know what that is. And so you're, this kind of stuff seemed like a foreign language to me. What is the hereafter? I think it was death. Right? I don't know. I think is that what that is? That. I I that's what I thought. I think so. Yeah. Well, when I was newly sober and I read this, it was like today, tomorrow, the here. I first off, what fear? What are you talking about? Like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> the word I'm not fear. afraid. No, I'm not I, afraid I, of anything. This is high level, man. This yeah. is, I know it's in the third step. But, but it's, it's in the third level. step. I, yeah. I and don't know. So you, what new power? <clears throat> felt new power flowing. What are we talking about here? And, and th- basically they're saying, and, and I, I relate to this when I was finally willing to make a decision to try Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. I felt, I, I don't know if I would have said I'm feeling a new power flow in, yeah. but I definitely would have, I would have said, I feel some sort of relief. Like I don't have to bear this on my own by myself anymore. There's another way that I'm willing yeah. to try. And it came in the form, like Joel talked about, when you went to that first meeting, relating and hearing people and being like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm not alone, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that if you look at it like that, my first meeting with the, you know, now well, our old home group, <clears throat> when I went walked into that meeting, it was standing room only. Someone had saved me a seat. It was mm-hmm. so crowded. Mm-hmm. Tons of young people. And... I was just like blown away. And when I left that meeting, I felt like, okay, yeah, I actually could see myself being sober and not just for like a couple of days, but like maybe I could build a life around this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that is like, you know, it's, you know, kind of second step. Like I, you know, that, you know, can coming to sh- believe that maybe there's something yeah, to restore me to see, but you had already, but yeah. I, but I see, look, and I know, you know, I, t- I took a third step out of the book and, and got on my knees and said the prayer and all that, but I had somewhat already kind of made that decision when I met yeah. you all. And I yeah. heard you all talk about what you were doing. I made a decision within myself that I was going to give this thing a try. Yeah. And right then and there, I didn't feel like I had all the answers or everything was going to be great, but I felt for the first time some hope, like maybe I didn't yeah. have to die this l- from this life. Maybe not using this specific language, but in a general way. Yeah. Yeah. Joel, how about you? What was your, I mean, you kind of talked about it already when, when you went to that first meeting or maybe when you met this, this guy who took you through the steps. I mean, it, it, you know, page 63 here, third step. I mean, one, I know, you know, I, I the word began, 
mm. right? <laughs> Began, you know, <laughs> to lose our fear of today, yeah. tomorrow, you know, yeah. the beginning. I mean, I, th- I think for me, this third step is, you know, it's, I'm screwed. I recognize in first step, I am screwed yeah. with or without the drink. Yeah. And the second step, there's nothing me or you or they or anybody can do about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm screwed, mm-hmm. you know, and we get the direction to go to this God power. You know, this is the cheesiest thing in the world. The last thing in the world I ever thought would help. And I'm going to this God power, desperately seeking help and looking for a new relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the, and that's, and that's honestly what I think I missed for nine years is the thing where I'm going to this God power, looking for Like it says a new employer, you know, looking mm-hmm. for direction, mm-hmm. looking for something to help. You know, God, please take all this suffering from me mm-hmm. so that I can be of love and service to other people. So yeah. I can be an example. So I can go out in the world and do your yeah. thing, yeah. You know, whatever, you know, you can give me a, a job, God. And I think to the extent that that little bit of me, even if it's just the teeniest, you know, you ever have a yeah. guy, you know, you're the third step and you talk to somebody says, you know, and you know that, you know, they're, they're real when they say this, like, Hey, Joel, I gotta be honest. I'm I'm really not thinking about others right now. I'm just here because I want the pain to stop. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. to be able to yeah. sleep at night without yeah. like a bottle of NyQuil and yeah, like 40 yeah. pills. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, brother, me too. Yeah. too. You yeah. know, but all we need is like a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. We yeah. just need the teeniest, little tiny little bit of willingness, of willingness yep. to actually to, be of love, right? Yeah. What is it asking yeah. us to do other than to love our brother, love our mm-hmm. sisters in this world, right? And to the ability, you know, we have just the beginning, the teensy, eensy little bit of that, because in my experience, that's where I, that's where I lose the fear, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, the fear of today and yesterday and tomorrow and what's going to happen if I die and and all this sort of stuff. You know, it's it's or like I, you said, you begin begin to, lose to the, absolutely yeah. yeah and 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 rock and roll, right? Yeah. It's got it. We got to move, get onto that four step, you know. And it says right after that, a little bit further down, it says this was only the beginning, right. though, of honestly and humbly made an effect. Sometimes a very great one right. was felt at once, and I think that also for me was like. I was like, what am I supposed to feel? Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? (laughs) Like, and I don't know if I necessarily had this big, great, like, you know, Bill talks about that white light experience then and there, but I, I think, and I, and I think this is important to say, if you're new and you're reading through this and you're looking at the book and there's a lot of these, these words that seem very like wishy-washy, like, you know. Santa Clausy, I like to call him. And, and so, yeah, just, but it's also just like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like a great effect was felt well, at once. It, it, even though the, that the connection isn't like the feelings weren't connecting to the language that's here. The fact of the matter that any of us mm-hmm. were willing to do any work in AA mm. at that point is a monumental shift. Yeah. And at least for me, I mean, I wasn't doing anything anyone told me to do. You know no. what I mean? Fuck yep. no. A four step? get the fuck out of here, you know? And the fact that I was willing to do it says a lot. And you know what? what? I like that because I think that a lot like when I was listening, when I was reading this, I thought that whatever that feeling was had to be some weird otherworldly thing, but maybe it was what you just described. Maybe it was the fact that I was like, all right, fuck, what time are you picking me up tomorrow? Like, all right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And and, you know, people say it all the time. It's not about how you feel. Just take the actions. Yeah. You can, you could feel however you want. Maybe you felt this way or maybe you didn't. But the point is, is you did it. Yeah. And I think that can be an effect, an effect. The effect was that I was. You were willing to do it. Willing to do it. Yeah. All right. We're going to see how willing and smart you guys are here (laughs) with a little game we like to call. Oh, boy. We had but two alternatives. Yeah. Joel, take this pen. You're going to need that. Okay. Chris, you got your pen? John doesn't play, by the way. Well, 
That's because I'm a, a humble host. I'm a book. I'm a book extraordinaire. I yeah. know everything. Mm. It wouldn't be fair. So, I see, if you've our, I see to our the show. Guest just took his headphones off. He's just not even interested he's, anymore. He's done. He's he's, he's missing out on the music. That's fine. He doesn't yeah. care. Um, all right. So if you're familiar with the show, you know that we play this game maybe every every month or two. And the way that it works is I've got five readings here. You guess. That's what I do. I've got five readings, and they are either from the book Alcoholics Anonymous or the book The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. And our guests, Joel, Chris, and Gabe are all going to write down which book they think that's from. Out of The best who gets the most out of five wins a prize. Gabe, what do we got for uh, Joel? We got some lip balm. Some Lightly, lightly used. So it's keep it super simple, lip balm, lightly used. We don't know who used it, but it's here. So no, we've got other stuff. We've got other stuff. You know what I'm going to give you? You play golf? You play golf? I do not play golf. Damn, we got some golf balls with spiritual terms. We got some paper bags that are really good. Oh, we got some socks, some A socks. They say change on them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. But you got to beat our two, uh, our hosts, our my co-hosts. It's not hard. All right. Number one. Pop it up there, Gabe. You got it? We supposed we had humility when we really hadn't. We supposed we had been serious about religious practices when, upon honest appraisal, we found we had been only superficial. Or going to the extreme, to the other extreme, we had wallowed in emotionalism and had mistaken it for true religious feeling. Uh, 12 in big book or 12? You can just write BB or 12. Got it? You can also go for some bonus points. Yeah, don't there. Oh, bonus. oh, ooh. I, Joel, I should bonus let you know point. this. There's a bonus point. If you can say the chapter, chapter it's the from chapter. in the mm. book or the step it's from in the 12 and 12. Okay. You get a one more bonus point. So my no my suggestion would be to fire off a guess. There's, you know what I mean? Well, one out of 12 and one out of, I don't know how many chapters there, you know, a lot more in the big book, but actually no, it'd be less because the doctor's opinion, you know. All right. Next but. <laughs> I'm trying to think how many are, how many chapters are there in the big book, including Dr. All Bob's Nightmare. Right. Moving right along here. All right, number two. Above all, we should try to be absolutely sure that we are not delaying because we are afraid. For the readiness to take the full consequences of our past acts and to take responsibility for the well-being of others at the same time is the very spirit of Step Nine. Alrighty. Number three. These memories are a nightmare. He trembles to think someone might have observed him. As fast as he can, he pushes these memories far inside himself. He hopes they will never see the light of day. He's under constant fear and tension. That makes for more drinking. All right. Big book, 12 and 12. What chapter? What step? (sighs) <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. This uh, is humbling. All right, number four. Uh, All members of the family should meet upon the common ground of tolerance, understanding, and love. This involves a process of deflation. The alcoholic, his wife, his children, his in-laws, each one is likely to have fixed ideas about the family's attitude toward himself or herself. Each is interested in having his or her wishes respected. We find the more one member of the family demands that the others concede to him, the more resentful they become. This makes for discord this, and happiness. Is this one of your trickery questions? Your tricky? They're all, I try to make them all tricks. Because it's some, you know, what am I supposed to just pick something uh, out of like how it works? You're going to be like. Rarely have we seen a person fail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even layups. All right, number five. 
Even the newest of newcomers finds undreamed rewards as he tries to help his brother alcoholic, the one who is even blinder than he. This is indeed the kind of giving that actually demands nothing. He does not expect his brother suffer to pay him or even to love him. Oh, and by the way, if you're online, you can also play. We'll let you know at the end who scored the most points, and maybe you'll beat our our uh, team here. Let us know if you do, and in the, in the, if you're online on Zoom, send us a chat. If you're listening in, feel free to email us. Okay. All right. All right. We ready to go here? This is how it's going to work. I'm going to start with one of you, and we'll, we'll hear your answers. Let's go. Uh, all right. Number one. Gabe, what'd you have for number one? 12 and 12, step two. Chris. 12 and 12, step three. Joel. 12 and 12, step two. Oh, it is 12 and 12, step two. Gabe and Joel are rolling early lead. They got the bonus. Yeah, they got the bonus. <laughs> You're pissed I got that one, Chris. I am pissed. You're pissed I got that one, Chris. Oh. Chris don't like losing to Gabe. <laughs> All right. It happens a lot. Number two, Chris, what do you got? Oh, I got big book into action. Joel. 12 and 12, step nine. Big Gabe. book into action. It is the 12 and 12 step nine. Wow. That, I thought that was really hard. I, I yeah, really, was, if, if I was trying if to trick you another like five seconds on it, I would have written it. He's carrying on a, a, a legacy. Oh, that's, he is. that's humble. Not surprising. He crushed that one, dude. Yeah. Well, let's see. He's only, it's only two in. Let's see. He might fall apart it's here. Really I don't want to get it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Look at this. Number three, Joel, what did you have? Uh, big book, more about alcoholism. Gabe. 12 and 12. That's all you wrote? You didn't write a step? Yeah. You didn't write a step? Come on, man. Chris. Big book. That's all I wrote. You wrote big book? It is big book, but it is into action. Mm. Yeah. Oh. It is into God, action. dang it, man. It's yeah. from... Uh, dang it. So me and Chris are tied for two now. From the nice are, we, step. are we tied? We're tied for two, yeah, because I just got the last two wrong. Mm. All right. We're coming down the home stretch here. Number four. Gabe, what did you have? Big book, family, the one, the family one. <laughs> family afterwards. Family afterwards, yeah. Okay, Chris, what'd you have? <laughs> I had the same. You had the same? <laughs> same. Same. Fuck, you guys are smart. It's big book, family afterward. All of you guys. Wow. I felt like that was like, you know what I mean? Like you were trying to lay Look, that out here's there. The, I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. There's a couple chapters to employ, like in de- like family afterward, <clears throat> even how it works, you'd right, be surprised. Gabe, we're the way they, they talk, they say we the are, same yeah. thing in yeah. every well, almost no, every other so, sentence. Absolutely. They dead oh, no, giveaways. Like, when you <laughs> talk to your new <laughs> guy, when you do this, how it right. works, or Working with others, four. every sentence starts with four. When you're approaching the I new have man, four when you're working, four too, right? but he has what, like eight already? Yeah, it's over. He's crushed you. Joel's guys, He's crushing us. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. One, you could probably pull it out with a two banger here if, if, if Joel place. misses it. All right, let's see number five. What'd you have, Chris? I just lay, this is a layup here. Just 12 and 12, 12. 12 and 12, 12. Joel? Same. Gabe? No. I did 12 and 12, step eight. It's 12 and 12, 12. No! <laughs> <laughs> Why did I forget about the 12 step? Joel, how Daddy's many points did you have? Socks, maybe. Oh, yeah, how many points I did you have? I don't know. You get two know. per. I think he only got one wrong. Yeah, two, I think I missed, yeah, I missed one, didn't I? You missed one bonus, I think. One bonus. So you had nine wow. out of 10. It That's didn't crazy, feel dude. that good. Going That's the highest me. score we've ever had. Wow. Hands down. Mm. Yeah. Joel, you're the oh, you're crushed it. Apparently somebody give him those socks. Yeah. Studio on it. Oh, or, oh, oh, we got some other we got a sober uh, AF hat. Sober AF hat? I guess yeah. we, we got sober socks. AF, we'll, we'll give you the chance. You can take a look over there. See what nine we got. Point, nine points wow. you get to pick. Wow. We also got okay. stuffed animals right here behind you. One of them oh, says okay. so bear. Oh, okay. Thy right. will not mind. So 
Either way, it's part of our set, man. You can't give yeah, those away. No, can't give those away. Those are also gifts. We can change it. Otherwise, Linnell, Linnell. Did you I give bought, one? No, no. I you got I, one for Lynn? I didn't. No. I bought those, though, for the show. Yeah. But she wanted one. Did she? Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to get Lynn one. Lynn was a past guest of ours, yeah. if you don't know. Um, All right. Joel, thank wow. you so much, just man. Just cut that, that off was, real quick. That just was, abruptly uh, just done with well, the He's mad. He, over. he came in <laughs> yeah, third place, mad. right? Let's. let's <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> All right. Well, at least I'm not last. We could, I think we could talk to Joel. We'll have to, when I we start redoing guests and we get deeper, I think we, Joel, you're one of those guys we want to have back. For sure. Some more Please. Yeah. I'll bring more material. There you, there go. you go. I'll mess yeah. up big time when I get out of here. Right. <laughs> we appreciate you coming out. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you all. And thank, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank you, all Justin, of our listeners for, for our uh, people on Zoom. We love you. And we will be back next week with another great, another great episode. Guest. Yep. Good night. Good night.